Hey, hey, welcome to Kala Radio. I have a beer, I'm happy, my soul is at ease. So let's cover it with a little bit of black tar with Guevna with the song Conspiracies from their first album, Conspiracies. <laughs>
Okay, welcome back to Kala Radio. Hello. It's Friday night, and for all you lovers out there, we're going to start talking about Visual K. Are uh, we? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're going to we're going to talk about the the visual language. Oh. Yeah, no, that's actually I didn't think of that. That's the way to describe it. I think. Yeah, I th- I think so because it is like right. the the Japanese scene. It's uh, very very interesting. Just or, or experiential language maybe. Right, which visuals? I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, but I mean, visuals play a big part into it, but there's it's more than just what you're seeing, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. actually, that's that's one thing that I think Japan is kind of on, uh, like like the business level, I guess, is really. I mean, look at if you say Japan to anybody who isn't in Japan. They'll probably immediately start thinking of what anime and sushi and geisha and samurai and yeah uh, sky yeah, tree yeah, yeah. and all of this stuff and that's image. So we're pointing it out. This is what this equals, and that's not. I mean, it's not that those things aren't part of you know the the cultural entity that is this country, but it sure isn't one hundred percent of it, right? It's probably more like maybe one percent or something. It. I mean, it, yeah. It's sadly the. No, not sadly. It's gladly one of the things that when we want to, when we want to do our travel thing and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, and you actually do want to see that, it's easily accessible. Mm -hmm. But I kind of, before we go into that, I mean, I kind of just wanted to explain to people what the, let's stick to Tokyo, the Tokyo Mm -hmm. metal scene is like. Because I think there's two distinct areas of, well, like a, like we came into this saying visual K, mm-hmm. which is not underground. No, it's no. like burgeoning pop essentially. Well, I think that probably visual K is probably not something that everybody knows what. So what's visual K? Okay, visual K. The, the reason I wanted to talk about this quickly is because I read a article about it recently, and I read about something called Mitsu. I don't know this. Oh, good. I'm interested. Great, good. Okay. So, but anyway, Visual K is, I'm trying to think of band names because it's not something that I know. X-Japan. X-Japan. That's the band okay. that started it. And honestly, it's like they're not my cup of tea. They're not, I won't say they're awful. <laughs> the front cover to that first album is terrifying. It's like yeah. the, the bodice, the big-breasted woman in the bodice, and then she's got like the X cut into her yeah, chest. Yeah, it's like yeah, pretty yeah. bad. But it, it is... And this is not disparaging it. It is pretty boys playing yes. fairly easy to listen to. It's glam like rock. rock. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's yeah, glam yeah, rock. Basically. Right. Uh, modern, very, very modern version of glam rock. Yeah. Uh, Mitsu is because the followers of Visual K are fanatical, mm-hmm. uh, especially around like the Noah in Shinjuku. There's a couple of Visual K shops where you can just go in and buy oh, your are own. They? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know you can that. go in and buy, like, you, you know, your favorite artist thing. Mm-hmm. Mitsu is the concept that if you pay the band a certain amount each month, okay, <laughs> you get to have various experiences with the band. So the interview God. I was reading was this girl paid, I think it was $500. A month. A month. Whoa. All right. And she would get... F- phone calls from the band <laughs> and 
but then also she could like contact the band and say, I can't get tickets for your concert. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, yeah, fine. We'll get you concert tickets. And that goes all the way up to one girl who was paying like $5,000. And she basically got to sleep with the member of her band. (laughs) And I can't remember the other term. Mitsa, I've never heard of this. But there there was a darker term where it was basically, these guys can't play instruments, but if you pay them enough, they'll sleep with you. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's prostitution. Right? Yeah, like total yeah. prostitution. That is very different from the underground scene that we are talking about yes. in uh, Carla Radio. The Tokyo underground scene. I mean, start off. Do you think it's a big scene or no? I I was thinking about this today because I I wanted to ask you this question. That's a that's a good question. It it got me thinking. Does anywhere? Maybe maybe someone like Germany, I always say it has a really good metal scene. Does anywhere have a huge underground scene? I mean, I know that's almost an oxymoron. No, I don't I don't I don't think it's that big it's it's very tightly knit. It's very well connected. Yes. So yeah. and I mean honestly, any human that sees a crowd of call it a hundred people or more is thinking, Oh, this is kind of big. So yeah, it's a little yeah, bit yeah. difficult to gauge because it's not like we have, you know, a counter or a list of, oh, here's Takashi and here's you know, Ayane, and here's, you know, number 1,553. Mm. Um, we don't really know. You see a lot of the same faces, but recently I've been seeing um, really a lot of new faces um, in a lot of different, like, different and new places, too. Okay. Um, Ruby Room being one of them. Yeah, Ruby Room's great. Right, and that's mostly due to Dio and what I would call probably business acumen, uh, which is he's throwing free concerts there. Yeah, and it's yeah, an yeah. and it's an all night club. So after eleven p.m., now you get like the clubbers and people want to get wasted on Friday or Saturday or whenever. Quite an American concept, as I found out recently. Which the fact that you go there, you watch a rock concert or a metal concert, and then after that, they open it up again for like another really? concert, like a hip hop concert, something like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. Yeah, doing like two concerts in the same venue on the same night. Yeah, yeah. So he does. God, like some of the places I went to, it like finished at like three in the morning. Like mm-hmm. the bands would finish at three well, in the I morning. I mean, we've done gigs like that, but they were really awful. You remember playing? Um, where was it? Oh, Not God. Uh, Jam oh, Shinjuku Jam dude. on Halloween. Yeah, that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> there were what three people in the audience? One somebody was passed out on the ground. <sighs> There was like one creepy guy in the back, and then just like an open, like no, just this gaping maw of a non-audience. <laughs> yeah, but then coming coming from that, <laughs> well, we did the, play with Satanic Warmaster. Yeah, Master. we play we play with Satanic Warmaster, Funeral Sutra. I think Crusem were there. Yeah, and actually. maybe another band as well. And that was awesome. Yeah, that was. A lot and of then fun. going from that, like doing the slog, all mm. the way across Tokyo, literally yeah. the whole way across Tokyo to four or five people in Shinjuku Jam, which and, I mean, is we a didn't smelly pay place. For it. Well, the thing about well, Jam, right? we did pay right? for it, just not monetarily. Yeah, the thing about Jam is it, it it's a nice venue. The venue itself is good as a space, as an event space. It's really, really good. It's just really, really poorly run, and the upkeep is no good. And, like, I think the only <laughs> time that I had ever seen any band before there was Goldstotskotsu. Oh my god, you're kidding. Yep, yep. GTK was there and I'm well, I won't tell that story, but it was a good night. <laughs> I I always remember rehearsing there and uh 
I think it was you. It, it may have been Tom actually just doing like, this place is moldy. I can oh, feel, I can feel it in my lungs. That's definitely Tom. Yeah. Me? I smoke. He doesn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> He's yeah, talking okay. about his lungs. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like the, yeah, the Tokyo Underground is, it is actually really small. Uh, that it's because it, this is a big city. There's a lot of people here. Well, There's what, a hell the, of a lot of people here. The, but the, the official count is 13 million living. But when you look at people trans or uh, commuting in for work, I think it's close to something like I want to say like 18 million or something yeah, on, on like Monday through Friday, yeah, like on a weekday. So yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, but they, the fans we get, the fans that are here, not the fans we get, but mm. like the fans of the music, the, the underground life. stuff yeah, here, yeah, I, yeah. they are like any fan, I think, across the planet, very, very passionate about what they do. Right. And I mean, that that makes it such, I mean, like a worthwhile effort. And I mean, there's the language element that we were kind of talking about previously, but also with the, when we play live, be it a band that we're in or when we go see one, right, I'm starting to become of the opinion that it's not at least not just the music that i'm going to see i'm not like saying here's 2000 yen give me a product mm -hmm. right what i and i feel probably a lot of people most likely subconsciously anyway are thinking when they're going to shows is it's this experience and that's why i said experiential language or yeah experiential language because there's even if you can't speak the language um, like Japanese or whatever, you're listening to music that you do like. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a, I hesitate to call it fashion, but I mean, the fact of the matter is we all wear battle jackets and all this stuff. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. something that you fit into. Um, of course, most people are drinking and there's like circle pits and people are actually communicating without established language. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so yeah. it's, it's this thing, like it's an experience. That's why you go there. That's why you're interested in this stuff because it provides you with something that is um, out of the norm. It's adventurous a little bit. You know, it's it's different. It's exciting. It's it's you know dangerous. And I'm doing air quotes around that. Yeah, because it's totally not dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's why it takes a certain sort of person, I think, to and especially in Japan, which is quite a strict society right um yeah, yeah like yeah, i remember yeah. talking with dio from evil who is probably 22 this year so i probably talked with him when he was like 22 years ago or so tall guy yeah kind of tall yeah, long yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. um about like well hell man like you started this band when you were 19 which means that you were probably still in high school and i know how schools work around here so how did you even figure out, if you're not talking to somebody, there weren't any, like, visual cues? Because you're all wearing, like, seifuku. You're all wearing, like, school uniforms and stuff. So you don't have, you know, like a Megadeth t-shirt or whatever mm. on. So how did that happen? Like, how did... Why, you... What is your Megadeth thing tonight? Because uh, I said it before and I'll, I'll just yeah, say okay, it again. Yeah, okay, all right. Right? <laughs> Stop wearing Megadeth t-shirts, people. Yeah, no, please don't. Dave, Dave must... Mm, I can't say that. Mm. I can't say that. Dave must do that. He yes. must do that. And yeah. I won't say what. Um, stop being a jerk. Uh, but yeah, so even with him, he was... With Yo, um, he was saying, well, no, like, we kind of just... Like, I just started going to concerts. And my actually, my dad is what he said. 
was like really into Deep Purple and like Black Sabbath and rock and roll. Mm. Um, and that's how he ended up getting into it. But for the most part, these experiences that you have, not just at concerts with the type of people who go to these concerts, but also at, I mean, you know, Kubine from Self Deconstruction throws the grind hanami, like the cherry blossom viewing party. Right. So it's just a gathering of kind of like minded, open minded, um, curious, I think, mm-hmm. um, just about anything, individuals who, when they get together, they have cool conversations. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's asking a lot, I think, to say this music that we listen to, this lifestyle, this philosophy, if you want to call it that, like, hey, you, 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 everybody just do it because not everybody's going to pick up on it. So it's not a matter of it just not being well known enough. It's a matter of, no, actually there are probably a lot of people out there, men, women, children, whatever, um, who these kind of exploratory, mentally exploratory ideas and, and events and sounds and, and conversations are sort of difficult to get into and they're scary. So I don't want to touch it, which is why the scene here just, Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you compared, um, I don't know, the scene in Munich or New York City or wherever. I bet they're probably around the same size. Yeah, this is the thing I was thinking of today. Because I've always felt, ah, it's such a small scene here. But, I mean, that's what defines the underground is right. that it is a pretty small scene. Yeah. I mean, no. it, it begs, it necessitates that you be open to new things. Yeah. Right? And most of the time, that's, you know, really fast drum beats or, you know, turn it up to 11 kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's also, you know, with bands like LSD March, um, that's that's just gorgeous acoustic, like, psychedelic folk. You know, it's really slow. It's recorded on probably, like, an eight, like an eight, no, not even, probably like a four track tape deck. Um, and very sparse drums, very sparse guitars, very sparse vocals. And it's really nice. And that too is also extreme, Mm -hmm. right? There's, I think this misnomer of extreme equals fast, loud and vicious. Oh, I think that's definitely there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't help but think back to the early Millennium, so like 2000, Ots 2002. Ots is what they're referred to as. The, the Ots, and seeing what became of Doom. And, I, mean, I mean, essentially Doom, because obviously... Doom Metal or the band Doom? Uh, do, uh, doom Metal. Okay. Like, they, it's very was, standardized now. Yeah, and, and there was a horrible period where it became so easy to do. Like, there were mm-hmm. so many Doom bands, mm. and some of them were so boring. And obviously at the time when you're in an airplane getting very high. <laughs> well, you know, like 200,000 feet? How yeah, many? something, <laughs> How something like there that. Were, yeah. yeah, pretty high. <laughs> and you, you kind of, you appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Just a good soundtrack for flying in an airplane. Mm, flying very high. And... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Captain. And um, I remember, like, coming, landing for a long time and thinking, wow, most of these bands are crap. <laughs> like they're, they're really really crap um, but then bands started coming along like Indian yes uh, yeah. who I I fully 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 worship I, I a consistent was Neurosis as well they just I feel you're, they just got better you're you know. in a, a couple episodes ago you described Neurosis as like 
the most boring metal. But then when you finish the album, you can't listen to one song. Like you finish the album and it's like, oh my god, I was in there for years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. I'm better. No, I totally like like that. the um, <laughs> the flotation tank in altered yeah, states. Yeah, yeah, right, so right. Whilst I was listening to that album, uh, I turned into a, a like monkey man and <laughs> smashed some dogs to pieces. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, th I think we're we're at a good place now. We've definitely in Japan, we've got some great, great great well, bands and, coming out and some new stuff too because a lot of a number of conversations i've had and called the past month have sort of been kind of uh, kind of complaining about well specifically doom metal definitely came up about how well it's like all doom sounds totally the same wrong right and that's not the case but i kind of know where they're coming from and they were sort of asking the question of like, where do we go now? Well, what what is going on right now? We, nobody's ever quantified exactly, like, okay, the doom metal scene and the death metal scene and the extreme underground and all that stuff. So they were asking about, okay, our position right now, what is that? And I think it's bad, but let's talk about it. Um, and then also, the more interesting element, I think, was, well, where do we go now? Um, mm. And one thing that always comes up in these conversations is, just like you were saying in L.A., at the record shops, it San Francisco. Or whatever, it's California. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there was no Japanese stuff. There probably wasn't any Chinese stuff either. Asian stuff, Malaysian, right? It's just not there. And funny enough, Malaysian stuff they had quite a lot in, no the, um, in the foreign import section. Yeah. Wow. But the, the thing that I just recently struck upon was, okay, the, um, the sound of the music, right? There's that. But there's also the geography of it. And most of the countries that are currently producing most of the, most if not all, of the really big names are, well, what? It's America. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's Europe. But they, 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 how, the can, how can they fail to? They're, they're massive places. Right, but the, the interesting thing is now, in our experience within the Japanese underground, is that, yeah, sure, terms like metal are, like, people understand that that word exists. They probably don't really understand what it means precisely, but it's something that they've heard. Not the music, but the term. Um, but I'm willing to bet that Asia and, and you know, non basically non-Western countries don't yet have kind of a cultural understanding or cultural experience with something like underground culture, right? Meaning that it remains that, that, that group of people and that group of sounds and group of bands and all these things that actually can change something. They're not just being badasses. They're actually saying something or doing something, right? Because now yeah. in the States, even if you say Cannibal Corpse, I mean, we talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Right. It's accepted. It's there. And People... we also later, after that, yeah. found out that they had nothing to do with teenage. Yeah, they totally did. They, their, their no, video actually... was in it, right? And then they overdubbed it, so visually they were present. I think. No, they weren't. We okay. literally looked we'll that Ace, up Ace afterwards. Ventura. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Um, but no, like in the states, in Europe, generally speaking, metal and extreme music and lifestyles and stuff are kind of accepted. They're not extreme anymore. They're just another yeah, version of, of cool or whatever. And they keep banging out the same recipe again yeah, and again. Yeah. Funny enough, that reminds me of, because um, black metal became very stale for a while. Mm -hmm. I think, personally, it became very, very stale and unexciting. And 
But then that's a very easy thing because obviously definitely you as well must have been growing up at the time when it was like, oh, don't listen to black metal because they are killing each other at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but the um, funny enough, a San Francisco record shop eventually put it out. Uh, it took a little kid in Asia. Many of you probably won't have heard of this album. It's called The Haunted House by Pyre, P-H-Y-A or I think maybe P-Y-H-A, I can't remember which one. Mm. And that was a really, that's like Wait. one 14-year-old child. What? <laughs> and it, it was, I mean, obviously it didn't set the world on fire, but it was like a really good step forward in terms of like, wow, this no is kidding. horrendously dissonant. So black metal definitely went in two different directions. Like one followed the whole kind of like, this is the template, this is great, and then another lot of them veered off. Well, so isn't but the, that... That's what underground music should be. And like, isn't that why black metal came out in the first place? As kind of saying, hey, death metal, screw you guys, you've got oh, yeah, this template yeah, yeah. established. And so, to my well, knowledge, I don't think there's anything that's yet, once black metal got kind of, you know, cookie cutter and everything... What was what's the thing now that's saying, hey, black metal, screw you guys? Like, well, I, th I mean, you mentioned this earlier with uh, LSD March, mm -hmm. just the fact that people keep looking for the faster and faster and thinking that's extreme, and it's mm -hmm. not extreme. Mm. There, there's plenty of forms of music, like some contemporary classical music is way more extreme, like way more difficult to mm -hmm. listen to. Um, we've got you know, there's a million grindcore bands out there, but how many of them are actually decent grindcore bands? Not mm, that many. Mm, mm. Fair dues, you know what? Many of them might actually um, run my motor if I was feeling like, oh, I want to listen to a grindcore band right now. Right. Um, the but other, the I mean, the other example is, like, I think even for me in something like Wretch, mm -hmm. it's not like we play original music because mm -hmm. we did definitely do not. I'm just playing stuff that I really kind of actually want to play. and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That happens to be what this ends up sounding like. Yeah. and the, But the thing is, there'll always be those people who are... The, the great example I remember, and it's nothing to do with uh, metal, is uh, I remember reading about Aphex Twin. Who I, I do quite like. I love Aphex Twin. <laughs> yeah. I think he's great. And he would basically buy magazines that were talking about the London club scene, which mm -hmm. when he was young, he couldn't get access to because his parents were saying like, oh, you can't go up there. And it was like, mm. uh, he lived in Cornwall, I think it was, and couldn't afford to go up there. Cornhole. Cornhole. <laughs> and so he decided to look at the descriptions of the music and start making the music that he thought they were describing. That's and he basically was actually making really terrifyingly weird music <laughs> like that. And the uh, and that harks back to the British punk bands. Like when you listen to someone like Ramones, which come on people, they were basically the first punk band. Mm -hmm. um, you listen to a band like, uh, let me think of some of the bands, the British bands that came out. What's the one with uh, The Damned? Yeah. And they're th they they were reading uh, Sniffing Glue, I think it was called. Mm. And, you know, they were saying like, oh, well, we were reading about this punk thing, but we didn't know actually... What it was. We didn't know what it was because we couldn't buy it. So we basically just did our own version of it. And, and it comes from there. And it comes yeah, from kind of that... And, it just go and when you listen to The Damned, they are way more 
articulate than the Ramones ever were. And I love mm. the Ramones, but mm, mm. yeah, I, you know, it, it's, I mean, it is this thing of like the extreme well, underground. And is it extreme or does it sound like every other band on the whole yeah, and bring, bringing it back to Japan too some of the songs we have playing tonight um, by like Omowari-san um, Endon definitely Ameri BC mm. they're I can't call it big Endon's getting big as a band as a singular band and now that I think about it I saw Endon they're in great. Amoeba they're, as well. they're way to, oh okay they're, yeah, 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 yeah. their live show is great and they produce it's like 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 power electronics, like black, you're not allowed to say like powered electronics black hardcore or something like I don't know what to call it, um, and it's really kind of like with Funeral Sutra too. It's really really dense, mm. incredibly dense. Um, September twenty fourth, people. Yeah, blood rate twelve at Moonstep. Um, but yeah, with them, Omowari-san, Amani BC, there is, and Belt Banana possibly, granted they're from 1991, so they've been around for a while. Um, yeah, but they, they, that was, again, that was an amazing time where they, that was actually a brilliant time for music, because there mm -hmm. was so much, like, whoa, look at all these things coming out, there was MTV, like, And it really still was interesting. <laughs> and yeah, they were just kind of like, well, we want to do this, and... Mm -hmm. We're going to do this, and they've got a great formula for it. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah, there's there's been this mixing. I I'm tempted to call it sort of a new. I don't even want to say new wave, just a new genre, maybe. And I I can't describe it like I was trying to. But Endon does it. Omowari-san definitely. I'm so bummed that they broke up. Uh, late oh. last yeah, late oh, last year. Okay. They had uh, their vocalist is the nicest guy a really really excellent artist but on stage kind of like with set star sept like meet him off stage and wow what a great person like i'm really you're really yeah. nice and you're multi -lingual. she's so nice talking to me and about my kindle and then yeah right and then they get on stage and are suddenly literally li ripping holes in the fabric of space and time yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah i always thought of um i think i wrote this on my website of what when you watch set star set live it's like staring into the sun like yes yes it, yes, it really yes. is so powerful you yeah. you're almost scared to keep on looking at them uh-huh and and definitely don't make eye contact <laughs> yeah 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 ah oh, dude i always feel guilty of um ayane for is it ayane from uh, yeah 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 from uh, self deconstruction cuz whenever you know she's out in the mm -hmm. pit like she's screaming at people yeah she's got a very commanding presence yeah but i always just i can't remember if i mentioned this last time we uh last time we did uh the radio show mm. but i always just stand there with my hands behind my back just like yeah hi great and she'll come up and she'll like scream in my face and i'm like yeah i'm literally <laughs> not scared of you at all I'm, <laughs> I'm just watching you i think this is a great show and actually the drummer's really interesting and, <laughs> and so is the guitarist and I always feel a little bit, maybe, should I take a couple of steps back just to, you know, make it feel everyone else is walking back and am I just being a dick right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, well hopefully yeah. we'll be able to ask her soon. Well, you've got a chance tomorrow night at, uh, at Earthen with their... Uh, Which I won't be at because I'll be in a tummy. Woo! What are you doing? Oh, God. Right, right, playing golf. 
Yeah, playing golf. Yeah. Playing with my eight, balls. With 18 holes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Cut, <laughs> cut it off there. Yeah. All right, so that's Call of Radio. I think we're done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's sign. Let's sign off quickly. Let's sign off. Okay, people. Thank you very much for listening tonight. Uh, like we said, it's Oban. Everyone is off, like back with their families. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like the Day of the Dead kind of thing in Japan, but they have a month of the dead, yes. which is even cooler than whatever country you come from. So you know, it's just Matt and I just riffing on stuff, slightly tired because it's the end of the week, mm-hmm. and I hope you got some kind of merit from this. Uh, we've got some tracks coming up. We've got some end on. We've got some Omawari San, some Amari BC. These may have even played whilst we were talking because Aaron is going to go home and cut this to shreds. Yes. But you know what other bands we're going to have? We're going to have Baboon Elephant. And, and the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, and the monkeys. And also, uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, nepotism as well, because we're going to play Wretch's Mass Homicide, which is my band. And obviously, Matt used to play in that. Yep. And then we're going to play Baphomet, which is Pablo from last week's band. And Matt is now secretly whoring himself into Baphomet as well. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Drive a hard bargain. Yeah, and then uh, it's his hair. And then Chito Shizuku. Fingers crossed if we can get that track. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. And we are going to sign out with a load of cool tracks. Carla Radio, signing off. See you later. See ya.
And that, folks, was one of the other leading Doom acts in uh, Tokyo's relatively new and definitely up-and-coming Doom metal scene. That was Nepenthes playing Cease off their first EP, Ascent. You'll note that you may recognize that gruff, gruff voice and that very, very groovy guitar. Well, folks, if you're a fan of Church of Misery, that is Negishi and Stoll from Church of Misery. Up next, we've got a relatively new and very, very young black metal band by the name of Crusome playing a song called Strength and Blood. Yeah! 
fun little number was a song called Parasite by an excellent punk band from around town called Digraphia. Up next, we've got a very natskashi, or I forget the word in English, but um, what is it? Nostalgic. There we go. Uh, piece for me. This is Itai playing Rotten to the Core off of Rotten to the Core EP. If you were around Pittsburgh in about 2004, 2003 and you saw a red vibe driving around and heard this song, well, You've seen me before, and I definitely had my eye on you. Yeah. 
Dogo just now, who are quite an interesting and one of the newest, if not the newest, black metal bands around town. They feature both members of um, Zombie Ritual, which is an excellent, excellent band. And uh, for you old school hardcore fans, you'll know the name Iron Fist Tatsushima quite well, or at least you should. The uh, very famous drummer of a little band called Gizm uh, is also on the sticks with them. Up next, we've got Miasma Death, which features the vocalist of Dogo as well. He's in quite a few bands. Really, really quiet guy. You never would guess that he uh, has such a fearsome stage presence. Uh, but he certainly does. This is uh, Hikari, Blind to the Light, by Miasma Death. Enjoy.
Okay, now we're at one of my favorite segments of tonight's show. We've got a very special band playing some very special songs, three to be precise, coming up next. You've heard their name before. I don't think you've heard them before. I can't remember. Uh, up next is an excellent self-described avant-garde grindcore outfit by the name of Self-Deconstruction. We've got three songs off of their very, 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 very new full-length, well, by full-length, I mean, I believe 23 minutes and 27 songs, album by the name of Wounds. Check it out. It's pretty intense. maelstrom of shrieks and noise. I know I like it. I hope you guys did too. Uh, so now we're going to get into a little bit of the interesting and noisy experimental aspect of the Japanese scene. Up next we've got a band called Endon, that's E-N-D-O-N, that's making some pretty serious waves right now. Uh, this song called Pray For Me is off of their first album by the name of Mama...
got a band that sadly broke up just was it last late last year or early anyway recently wow what an intense band i can't really describe their live show but it was scary this is ironically named omawadi song for any of you who speak japanese that is more or less 
what, neighborhood patrol um, playing a cocktail off of their commuter uh, LP, which I believe was their first. Check it out, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty wild stuff.
that last band you just heard was actually the uh, the vocalist from Omowari-san's new band, Ameri BC. Uh, and that track was titled World Voice Off. I'm not really sure what that means, but I'll take it. Uh, following that, we'll have a band who I actually have a very interesting story about. Put briefly, uh, I hope a lot of people on Reddit uh, find their way around Jap- Japan, and specifically Tokyo's underground music scene. Uh, I was hooked up with a group of people, and that was Babu. And speaking of baboons, <laughs> look at that mustache. What what happened to you? Hey guys, it's Aaron. I'm back. Yeah, from a long trip in America, I gather. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So what's uh, what's up next? Uh, looks like Elephant by Akumani Sensei. That is incorrect. We Aww. are on Baboon <laughs> Invader 17. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hey guys, it's Aaron again. Uh, you just heard Elephant by Akumani Sensei. Before that was Baboon by Invader17. Incorrect! <laughs> what? That was actually Elephant, the band, playing Akumani Sensei. <laughs> oh, did I get those mixed up? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, yeah. take two, take two. No, I like that. Let's keep it. Who's up next? <laughs> yeah. Who's up next? Let's keep the take where you look like an idiot. Yeah, okay. And after that is... Wretch playing Mass Homicide. I enjoyed this song even before I joined the band. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Hey, uh, I believe you wrote that song, didn't you? I wrote both the guitar and the lyrics. Ah. So enjoy the song that Matt Ketchum wrote from Pittsburgh called Mass Homicide. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Let's keep it. You look like an ass, I look like an ass. Now we're even. The entire world's a graveyard, and we. The birds of prey picking at the bones.
uh, what was that we just heard? That was actually Baphomet, uh, the new band that I play in now with Pablo. Ah, yes. Yeah, and a, uh, a guy. We hope to have him back on the show very soon. Yes, hopefully. Not sure when, but soon. Soon. Uh, that was War Ritual, which is the first song that I ever learned of the band. It's quite simple. Oh, very but good. That's what I like about it. Can't wait to hear it. That's I have good. not actually heard much Baphomet at all. Well, you hopefully you'll hear some new stuff coming up. Uh, so this is the last song on the playlist. Uh, do you want to do thank yous? Anyone you want to thank? Any shout outs? Well, I mean, of course, Taka with Studio Chaos. Naturally. Uh, follow Kala on Twitter. What's the Twitter handle? Kala, J-P, K-A-A-L-A-J-P. Yes. Uh, or just Kala.jp on the interwebs. That's um, correct. That's correct. Uh, also, or find us on Facebook. Yeah. Or just go into Google and type K-A-A-L-A. Uh, by now, I think we've overtaken every Indian person on that bizarro yes, show that shares our, our name. Have. That's correct. So I think we're in the top five <laughs> Google searches now. Yes, yes. Fighting against millions upon millions of Indian people. So on that note, here's the last track uh, of the night by a band I recently discovered called Chito uh, Shizuku, which means more or less blood and droplets. Which I think is kind of neat. Really? Yeah. Playing a track called, if I'm not mistaken, Fukaku Shizumu, which means sink deeply. All right, guys, you heard a lot of great music, and if you have any questions, just go to Facebook or yeah. comment yeah, on ask SoundCloud. Us. Come to Tokyo, find us on the street, hit us with a beer bottle, and take us to your hovel where you will torture us until we give you the information. <laughs> Don't do that. Preferably one of the first three. Yes. All right. Good night. See ya. Kimi <laughs> no